When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. Good morning. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. Episode number, I don't know. Lost count. I think it's 91, I think. Or 90. 90 or 91. Something like that. We're live. How are you? Hello to everyone in the chat box. You mad, mad people. I see that some people have been in there since quarter to six. <laughs> Chatting away with each other. That's pretty mad, to be honest. Um, good evening to you all. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you could all like the video uh, before we get going, if you could all tweet the links out on Twitter, tell everyone how, uh, how fun we are and how much you love us and all that crack. Um Let's get uh, get the views up a bit. Uh, remember, if you like a bet at the weekends, you can uh, have a little bet with fans. Bet who are our official partners. Links below in the description. Uh, use the link uh, when signing up. And if you if you if you're feeling generous and you want to donate to us, uh, you can in the chat box uh, there on YouTube via the super chat. <coughs> Lee judges, how are you, sir? Well, I've been better, Craig. I've got to say that, like no. after your video last night, yeah. I've never, I, I've never seen you. Have I? No, it's close, but I, I don't think I've ever seen you that cross before. No, I was angry. I was very, very yeah. angry after the game um, for lots of reasons. But I, I, you know, to be honest, I, I, I've what I've done over the last few weeks, and I know Harry come out early on about um, Emery. I've, I, I give him as much time as I could, but over these last since. The beginning of the season, I've been looking at his tactics. I've been looking at everything very, very carefully, his team selections and all that. And after yesterday and what I see yesterday, you know, for for Arsenal to um, improve and um, I think they've got to get rid of him before it's too late. And and that's my thing now. You know, people saying, I'll give him to when, give him to that. I, I watched it yesterday and I just don't see anything of of improvement the, this playing from the back I tell you our playing from the back is to take up 10 risks to get it across to our goal then get it to our full backs who 
chip it into our wide players, then lose it. And then they're onto us. And it happened time and time again. There's no improvisation in our play, no improvisation in our tactics. The two centre-halves, I'm telling you this now, are a comedy act. They're the Laurel and Hardy of fucking defending. That's what they are. They are a absolute pair of clowns. They're a joke. And they continue to play week in, week out. Now, for the goal itself, I've never seen anything like it in my whole time of watching football. A forward, a professional football level, having um, uh, the freedom of the box from two yards out. It, you know, it's a give me. And do you know what made it work? I was right behind the goal. I wasn't that far four or five rows back. When it went in, there was not one player that turned around and had a go at anybody else. They just stood there and just shrugged their shoulders and said, oh, well, do you know why? Because they don't care about clean sheets. They couldn't, it doesn't mean enough for them to get a clean sheet. There's, you know, the team selection, the manager for, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to criticize, I'm not going to criticize Granite Shacker today because he is playing out of position and everybody is getting onto his back when it's when it should be the if we get onto the manager's back about it, he should not be playing there. And then, you know, half time comes on and, and I turn around to the fellas saying to me, I said, two players coming off. We would be either Sacco, Sacco or um or, or Willock. The two youngest. And love and behold, it's Willock. You know, uh, because he just has not got the balls or the nous or the bottle to make a bold decision. And I watched the game and I sat there and I thought, I'm not going to lose my rag. I'm just going to sit here and watch it, see what happens. 72% of the pay with £170 million worth of talent, attacking talent on the pitch, and not one of them got a shot on target. Pepe had a shot that went wide. Abamyang is the top goal scorer that we've got. He never had a kick in front of goal all game. Where's the tactics for that? Where is our improvisation from that? And I just look at it and I just think, Do you know what? And he looks on the line and you could have... Now, I'm telling you that I called those substitutions. I'm not saying that I'm a great person or whatever, but like, they were. everybody was calling those decisions that he made because they're so obvious but the fact of the matter is he is not seeing what, when we go in at, I don't know if it was like you for you know, so when you go in at half time everybody is saying the same things why is he playing him there what's he doing here what's he doing there and Emery just doesn't see it and you know it, I've got nothing against Emery as a person I've got nothing against him as a manager I just want what's best for Arsenal and he is not it and for me, for me now, when people turn around and say, oh, it's too early, it's too early to, to, to get rid of him in October, right? I'll give two questions to that because everybody keeps comparing, comparing us to Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp and all the way, oh, we're going down the Liverpool route. They got rid of Brendan Rodgers on the 4th of October. So don't tell me that it's not early, right? And the other fact in the matter is that, I'm not going just on this these these nine games. But someone said yesterday, you know, Jack, our friend Jack Stevenson turned around yesterday and said to me on the phone, we could have lost all nine games. That's how close they've been. They could, but, you know, could have gone one way or the other. There's been no total domination in one of those games. 
And I'm also looking on what happened at the back of last season. Let's not forget about that and what happened in that Europa League final. And it's just not acceptable now. And I look at him now and I just I just don't see where we go from here, boys. I really don't. And I, I, I hate the fact that we're saying that we want to manage Bond. But if we are to get successful and we are going to get to the top four, we're not going to get that playing the way we are. It's shocking. The performances are shocking. Bournemouth was shocking. And the goal, again, last night was shocking. But the difference between Bournemouth and that is that we won at Bournemouth and we lost against Sheffield United. Harry, let's come to you next, mate. Um, I know you've, you you can't see me now, but as long as you can still hear me, that's that's, that's the main thing. Um, I was, you know, I've sat here and I've defended him for a year, a year and a half now, even defending him up until three weeks ago. But sitting at home and watching that last night, I mean, my, my wife watched it with me last night. Do you know what she said to me at the full-time whistle? She said, why are you so shit? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I mean, she knows nothing about football, but she still knows, you know, even, I mean, there's probably one of the very few games she sat down and watched with me. And uh, and to get that out of her at the end, I'm like, oh, bloody hell. But she's right. Um, I'm afraid I've come down off the fence um, and he's got to go with all, as respectfully as I can, he's got to go. Um, he's like Lee said, he's not the man for Arsenal. It's so clear. Um, he's been a year and a half. He doesn't know his first 11, still doesn't know his first 11, doesn't know his best team. He's got Tierney sitting on the bench. He's got Ozil sitting at home playing video games. I mean, he's got to go. Um, and as as me as a fan, that's you know, it's a hard one to host tonight because I'm in the same barrel as everyone now. Um, a few weeks ago, I, I could put some counter counter arguments across, but I can't now. Um, it's very, very hard. And to see Arsenal playing like that last night, it's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. Harry, what you got to say? Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I think that, you know, it was... The thing is, people used to say to me when I used to get onto Emery's case... Oh, you know, give him time, give him time, give him this, give him that. And he will get it right. And, you know, we can see what he's trying to do. And that was always my point. No, you couldn't bloody see what he was trying to do because he doesn't even know what he wants to do. Every week it's a different team, different selection. Torreira, not in the side again. Tierney, if he's fit enough to be on the bench, he's fit enough to start. Rob Holding, another one on the bench. The only one I excuse him for yesterday was Lacazette because he's been out for a while. Okay. And he, you know, he's returned to training late, et cetera, et cetera. I'll, I'll allow that one. I didn't really have an issue with that. Um, but Judges was absolutely spot on when he said about the substitutions. Now, Bukayo Saka, and this is no word of a lie, I was standing next to my mate in the stadium and I turn around and about five, six minutes into the game, I said to him, it was a mistake picking Bukayo Saka tonight. Now, not because I don't think he's a good player and he's got potential, because the kid has, but he just physically wasn't up to the task last night. You knew exactly what you were going to get at Bramall Lane. The minute he would come a little bit deeper to receive the ball, he'll get crunched in the back, players all around him. They were always going to rattle Saka. That was always, you know, a, a free ride for their fullback. So for me, that was wrong. Um, you know, but fine, you picked him. 
we probably, a lot of us would have picked him going into the game. So I'm not overly fussed about the fact that he started the game. But to not see that and to leave him on for as long as he did and, and just refuse to accept like things that everybody in the stadium can see that are clear as day just drives me absolutely mad. Judges mentioned Xhaka. I agree with you. People want to get on Xhaka's back. There were idiots in our crowd last night that were cheering when he got substituted. I'm sorry, but Granit Xhaka wasn't the reason that Arsenal got beat last night. No player wants to be put in a position where he has to go to the edge of his penalty area and receive the ball off his goalkeeper. And by the way, Bernd Leno's distribution yesterday was shocking. There was a couple of times he gave it straight to Sheffield United players. No player wants to be in that position where they have to drop deep stand in front of their own box, facing their own goal and receive the ball under pressure. Yet this system and this way of playing makes that happen over and over again. And you're going to get found out. We just seem to play the ball from centre-back to full-back and back to the centre-back and back to the keeper, into Xhaka, then back again, because there's no creativity ahead of that. Nobody makes the right moves. You know, nobody supplies the forwards. It's just so dull to watch. I don't even enjoy watching Arsenal at this current moment. Um, you know, Unai Emery's biggest crime for me is that we are X amount of months into his reign and he still don't fucking know what he wants to do. He still don't know what his best system is. He still don't know what his best 11 is. He was asked last night about his best 11. He starts talking about corners. Now, is that him deflecting? Is that him not understanding the question? If he didn't understand the question, then I'm worried because, you know, at this stage, you know, if you can't understand a question like that, mate, get an interpreter next to you. Because imagine how your message is getting put across on the pitch. There are just so many things wrong with his team. It's so dysfunctional. We can't string four or five passes together without putting ourselves in, in danger. And I don't care what anybody says about Mesut Ozil and people say he's this and he's that. And he is, no, you know, I, he I, is I, guilty of letting us no, down at I, times. I, 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 I didn't see that. And if I... I if... Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, people talk about um, Mesut Ozil when they say this and that about him. But if people can't see that he's still a better player than, than Joe Willock, who mo one day might be a great player, then I don't know what they're watching. Willock, Saka, they're not up to it. They're not going to deliver every week for you. It's a real problem. So if Emery's going to continue to cut his nose off to spite his face with this whole Mesut um, issue, then he fucking needs to get the results. And right now he's not. That, that is exactly it, Harry. I'm, I, look, listen, I'm sorry to button down in front of you there. Mesut Ozil is not going to be the saviour. Let's, let's get this right. But if you are going to leave him out, then the, the, at, at your peril, you've got to get results and performances and they're not getting it. And he's now left himself right open for, for him to come in. Now, Mesut Ozil may come in on Thursday and I hope he does and I hope he does the business. But, um, you know... If you're not going to play Mesut Ozil, then you play Sabias. You know what I mean? Like, and he, he keeps leaving him out all the time now, like you know. So it's just it's 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 a it's a disaster after disaster, like you know. Dan, talk to us, mate. Oh, mate. Um, I was looking forward to coming on tonight, to be honest, and um, I am going to be negative. I think we all kind of need a rant about it, really, because I'm done. Um, Enough's enough for me. Um, I've backed this guy as much as I could. I wanted to give him a chance. I wanted to be uh, the kind of loyal fan that understood that it was a hard job for the guy to turn us around. 
Um, I think it was either Harry or Lee said it a few weeks ago that he's uh, had a chance now to show that this is his team and not Arsene Wenger's team anymore. I think there's only really looking at it, Bellerin, Shaka, Laka and Aubameyang that are Arsene Wenger players. So the rest of the team is now Unai Emery's. The team selection straight away put me into a downer. I saw seven substitutions by um, Emmy Martinez that should be starting. In my opinion, Martinelli should be given the nod ahead of Pepe because Pepe lacks confidence, in my opinion. I believe that if Lacquer's fit, you play him. I believe that Torreira is a better defensive midfielder than Chaka. I believe that Ceballos is a better number 10 than Joe Willock. I believe that Tierney is better than the left um, uh, throw-in taker because I'm not going to say his name because he's that bad. And also... Uh, uh, Rob Holding better than Socrates. That's six players there that should be playing and starting, in my opinion. Now, some people may disagree. Joe Willock is not a number 10. He's a number eight. He's proven that for the England under-21s the other night. So I don't see what Unai Emery's doing. He's clearly not watching Joe Willock enough, in my opinion. Uh, the other thing with what Unai Emery I can't understand is he wants this philosophy of playing out from the back, yet he has players who can't do it. He's not learning from his mistakes. I made some questions about him after the Watford game. And last night for me uh, was even worse than the Watford game. The uh, only passion I saw from anybody was when Freddie Lundberg got a yellow card on the sideline. That was the only passion I saw at the whole of those players, at the whole of our club. That is embarrassing to go to a team that I respect in Sheffield United in terms of the, what, they, what Chris Wilder has done there. But I really did feel that it, 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 because everybody was so kind of nervous about this game that we would manage to nick it and pull it out of the bag. But really, are we that shocked? It's away from home. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't pick up another another win away from home until 2020. And you can quote me on that. I just do not understand what it is away from home with the lack of mentality in this squad. But they are so poor and so weak, it is unbelievable. Granite Chaka was, came out and said after Patrice Evra's uh, comments last night that we were weak and we were babies and Granite Chaka loses the plot. That kind of insults me. I think, are you, what are you trying to say? That you're not then? Prove it on the pitch, mate, because you're the captain and you're our leader and you're not showing what you believe to be a good mental, mental strength. And you're not. Week in, week out. The four players that I want to bring up are one, him, and I don't want to go on about him anymore because I've said enough about Granite Chaka. You all know I'm not a fan of him. I don't actually think he was that bad last night, believe it or not. Um, I actually thought he was actually not so bad. I don't know what he was doing for the goal, but to be fair, defensively, we were a shambles. David Lewis and Socrates and that idiot at left back who cannot defend and cannot go forward and cannot cross a road and looks absolutely brain dead every time it needs to get on the ball. That guy, for me, should not be anywhere near the Arsenal team. Kieran Tierney sitting on the bench and hasn't played an international game. Kalasinac has, Kalasinac starts. Why is it that all of a sudden he's going on about players with merit? We talked about Meza Ozil, Harry mentioned it early, earlier. He's not good enough to play for Arsenal at the moment. But what Socrates, Luiz, Kalasinac and Chaka are? Seriously, come on, man, have a word with yourself. The guy doesn't know what he's doing anymore because he's sitting there and he's stroking his chin when everyone else is asking him to bring on players. I'm so, so annoyed because what happens with me is the fact that I've backed this guy for so long now and I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt because I believed that he had a hard job on his hands. 
Don't sit there and tell me now that this guy, if he is going to continue with his lack of tactics and lack of knowledge by Christmas, that he's going to be there because there's no fan in their right mind that would want that to happen. Now, I don't care if we give it to Freddie till the end of the year or whatever we do, if that has to happen. For me, I totally agree with what Harry was saying the other week about Freddie Lundberg's style of play with the Europa League and the Cup. It must be true because it is a completely different style of play with a with a um, a slick style of football and a youth that is promising. This team is brain dead. There is nothing about this team that looks exciting. There is not one uh, game this season in the Premier League where I've looked at and said, Do you know what? We played really well against them because every single game at halftime at the Emirates, I've been disappointed and their waveform is poor. Newcastle away was the first game of the season. They were under a new manager, kind of written off. We nicked a one nil draw, but played poor. Yeah, Every other single other game from that, I haven't walked away and gone, oh, we played really well today, boys. I thought every single player out there played well. My only one positive for the start of this season so far, nine games in, is Matteo Gunduzi. And I want to take my hat off to the lad because I think that the amount of energy he shows in each game and the amount of passion he shows for a 20-year-old is outstanding compared to everyone else. And that's the only positive I can pick so far. So, unfortunately, boys, it's a proper negative one for me. And I'm sorry to have a rant. No, not <laughs> at all, man. That's what we're here for. Therapy, so, therapy. Craig, can I just come in quickly, Craig? I just wanted to say, by the way, uh, this is not about the fact that we got beat at Sheffield United. You know, they, no. you know, Liverpool went there and, and they just about got over the line because of a, a goalkeeping error. So, it's not an easy place to go. It's not just that result. It's about, this is a build-up that's been going on for a long, long time. Yep. And for me the performances are more concerning than the actual results because the way I'm looking at it, I can't see how we turn the corner. When you're performing okay and sometimes you, you get a bit unlucky and you, you don't win the game, I can accept that. I can't accept these dire, boring performances that we're say, seeing week after week. In fact, we've been seeing this since April of last year. Yeah, exactly. A lot of well, listen, people... Go on, sorry, Craig. That's all right. Um, a lot of people getting on Pepe's back last night. Um, obviously, uh, a Giovinio-esque miss there um, in the first half. But I thought he was our best player um, last night. And I thought all our attacks, a lot of our attacks were coming through him. And then he takes him off. Um, I just, <laughs> can anyone explain that one to me? Lee Judges. Well, I, I, I disagree. I, I thought Pepe done okay. But I think that um, their manager... Got it spot on. He knows that um, that Pepe is going to cut inside, so it cut he cut inside every single time into the traffic, like going into all the, where all the bodies were, and he found it hard to get through. You know what he done last night, Chris Wilder was he, he kept it all very very tight, and what he said to to his team was let their two fullbacks have the ball. They can't cross for Toffee and we can defend it when they do, and that's exactly what he done. In saying that though, Kalasnich put in an absolute wonder ball for Pepe and he missed from five yards. So that ain't that ain't Kalazanach's fault. Other than that, Kalazanach done nothing. There was a header in the second half when he just had to just put it across it. I, I, I ducked out of the way of it. You know what I mean? It, it's, it was absolutely incredibly bad. But going back to, to Pepe, I think that, that for me, I'm going to, I, I, this is what I've, I've been thinking about this on the train today. Did the board really, really back Uri Emery. Did they really back him? And I think they haven't because I'll tell you what, he wanted Zaha. And what they gave him was the potential Zaha, if you know what I mean. Like, you know, mm. 
if you're going to back the manager and he's come out in the press and turned around and said, oh, the player I want is Zaha, yeah, and they didn't give it, they didn't get him. If, you know, if you really, really want that man, if you really, really rate that manager, you know, you go and get him, you go and get that man. And I don't think that they've done that. And Do you think that we got... had the money, Lee? Do you think that, honestly, we had the money? Because, obviously, we tried to put up in instalments for well, Zaha. We tried to put up in instalments for then, then, then find them up. Harry, they, they sold a Wobie. We, look, the, you know, people go on about this great transfer window. We didn't really spend hardly any money in the transfer Monday. We, no, we didn't. We, we, no. We, 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 we made money, if anything. So go and put your money in your pocket. Like, all the money that Arsenal were making round the ground and all that, I don't, I don't want to hear that. They were, go out and get the player that the manager wants. They didn't go and do that. They 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 compromised. And that's what they've gone. And what we've got is a potential Zaha instead of the real deal Zaha. You know what I mean? Zaha would have te teared them up last night because he can beat players from the, from inside and out. You know, Pepe will learn and he'll get better. But at this moment in time, he's the apprentice. Somebody said that last night. We didn't we we bought the apprentice, we didn't buy the right real deal. But <laughs> But on, on, on the plus side, he does look, you know, you've got to give him time. But this is a player that you can see that's struggling a little bit. I, I watched him yesterday and, he, you know, he was unlucky with a shot. He needs confidence. So for me, go and play him in the games that, 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 that are, you know, where he can be a little bit more free throwing, free flowing. That is the Europa League and, and um, the League Cup. And, and uh, look, at the, look at the team yesterday and how he's dead right what he's saying. It's like there's too much pressure on him that, that you know, it's not entertaining. They're not playing with they're playing with a handbrake on. They're not playing free flowing. There's no, you know, it is boring to watch, you know. And I'll be honest, you go up. I'll tell you what was a great thing. We come come back here, so we had a chat with a couple of Sheffield United fans, and I sat down with them and a couple of nice guys, and I said, "Did you ever thought that we was going to score today? Or was you was you hanging on?" He goes, "Do you know what?" I never thought that today. Every time I've ever played Arsenal, you always think they're going to score. And he turned around and said, you know, every time Liverpool attacked, I thought, oh, no, they're going to score. But when you come through today, you're just passing and passing. And we just said, oh, let them do it. Let them do it. You know what I mean? And they just, Arsenal run out of ideas. They run out of ideas. Now, you know, as a manager and as a coach and as anybody that's in their sort, they have sessions when you have to break down teams and work at it. And there's no... There's no working, you know. Callum Chambers, I thought, defended really, really well. But every time we got in, he got into the positions. That's what you want Pepe to be in those positions. But mm -hmm. Pepe's on the edge of his box, and on the wide area was Callum Chambers. Then the one time we done it with Sacco, it, it got into Sabaya, so it was it was a great block. But other than that, it, it's Kalasnich doing it, you know. So and the, the, the tactics of the whole team were completely wrong. And Pepe's suffering. I don't think he's a bad player, Pepe. Pepe is suffering because of the manager and the tactics that he's being installed to play at this moment in time. That's where the problem is. And people, I've got to just say this, people will keep saying, I'll oh, give him to the end of the season. Give him to the end of the season. You know, like, let's give him to the end of the season, right? Do you think Aubameyang's going to wait to the end of the season? No. That's the problem. Because I'm telling you yeah. that now. They ain't going to wait to the end. If this carries on, they'll be wanting <laughs> out in January. It's a very good the end tweet. of the season. There was a very good tweet put out by um, a Uruguayan. Um, it's like a Uruguayan national team fan account. Um, and it says, if if Uno Emery isn't gone before January, Lucas Torreira should leave in the upcoming transfer window. He is basically wasting his important years of his career one. at Arsenal now. 
Lucas arrived as one of the most promising number sixes in Europe, but has been missed by has been misused um, by Unai Emery. I mean, that's another one who's going to. This is know. one of my worst ones for me. This you is know? worse than the centre back thing for me because Chaka yeah. and Torreira are being used in the complete opposite roles. What I think the best thing to sum this up in, in terms of Unai Emery, and the only thing I can say that it has to go down to the manager is because we have a better squad this season, but we are playing worse football. And there's only yeah. one manager, the one person you can blame, and that's the manager. It has to be. The statistics are the, the statistics go like this, right? Um, to bring it up, we have to bring it up. Arsene Wenger's last 47 games at Arsenal, right? It's 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 a bit of a silly comparison, but the statistic is there. Uh, Arsene Wenger, 47 games, 126, scored 90 goals, uh, conceded 59, and 17 clean sheets. Unai Emery's first 47 games, 25 wins, 86 goals scored, 63 goals conceded, um, and 10 clean sheets. So, you know, going on those statistics, have we improved? Uh, no, uh, not at all. Um, have we improved on the pitch? No. Have we improved the playing stuff? Arguable. Um, well, not, so not what, really, because you know, if you think well, about that's it... What I'm, what I'm argu it's yeah. arguable. Is Aubameyang better than Giroud? Yes. Um, you know, is yeah, but Aubameyang is, was there before Emery came in. What you got? Oh, yeah, I know, is... but what I'm talking about is I'm I'm talking about the, the the playing staff now that we've got right now that played on the pitch last night. Um, are they better than some of the players that Arsene Wenger had? Um, I think yes, I think... they are. I would have loved to. I would have loved to have seen. Arsene Wenger managed Guendouzi. I think Harry's looking um, at me stupid. No, 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 no. What yeah, I want to know—that's a good is, point, is that? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's I, a good point. I think that Arsene Wenger was better at developing players, and I think you know maybe the team would like Arsene Wenger had to go. Let's let's get that straight. We're not saying that we want him back or anything like that. But when you consider that, based on the last his last forty-seven. And Emery's first 47, we hounded out, our, in my opinion, our greatest ever manager. The fact that some people are now still sitting there and going, oh, no, but give Unai Emery more time drives me absolutely mad. Oh, what, yeah. I... what, what credit does Unai Emery have in the bank with us as fans? I have absolutely no love for Unai Emery. I couldn't mm -hmm. care less if he went tomorrow because I'm all sad. I care about is Arsenal being the best that they can possibly be. And I don't think that they will get anywhere near that with this guy in charge. Hmm. You know, we'll talk about the transfer window. Yeah, maybe. Look, and I'm not jumping sides now. I'm not defending Emery, but we lost we lost Koscielny. We got Lewis. Is that an upgrade? I don't know. Maybe not. Probably not. Um, we lost Ramsey. Didn't really re replace him. You know, but a lot of these players that have been coming in since Unai Emery arrived, they're not performing or they're not being used. So who are you looking at? Now, I mean, somewhere hmm. there is a breakdown here, isn't there? Because you bring Torreira in for 30 plus million. You don't think he's good enough to start. Uh, don't tell me for a second that when they brought Gendouzi, they expected him to play as many games as he's playing now. They, they've hit the jackpot there because they've got lucky with his performances. You know, Pepe, he, he will get better. But if we're going to play this negative, boring tactics where we go to grounds like Bramall Lane and we're shit scared of them, then he's never going to flourish. There's just so many things. You know, you buy Tierney, you get him fit, and then you pick Kalasinac. And apparently, Emery suggested before the game yesterday 
that the reason he left Kolasinac in was because he's done nothing to warrant being dropped. He's done, oh, shit. Shit. he's done nothing to warrant oh, to be in the team just before I lose it I want to come to that question from Builder um, and thanks for the donation mate very kind of you he says that you know do, do we trust you know basically do we trust Unai Emery with a January transfer window do you know it, do it's we... not about if we trust him. I think if he's going to be there and stay there, then we're going to have to give him money to buy a centre-back or a defensive midfielder because otherwise we ain't going to get in the top four with this, these three clowns that we keep picking are just not good enough, in my opinion. And that's so then, Chaka, so, then, Louis. So, so then going from what you're saying, then, is it Emery or is it the players? I think it's I think it's both, but Emery is for me not tactically good enough at the moment to get the best out of the players. And last season I thought he got the maximum out of that team. And that's why I let him off a bit more than the other boys, because I thought actually I thought he got the maximum out of Granite Chaka and Mustafi and all these shit players. But then all of a sudden it got to the stage this season where they were now out of the team. Well, some of them. And we started to look at like we were getting the TNEs and the players that I believe would upgrade us. I actually don't feel that when Bellerin and Tierney come into the side, it's going to be all that different because the way that we're playing at the moment is so uh, confusing in terms of our midfield and our centre-backs. I don't think it matters who you put out wide. I really don't. I think that when they come in, they'll improve us offensively because I think in the final third, they've got a bit more about them than Kolasinac and, and uh, you know Chambers, for example. But they're not going to improve us defensively. So... That's still a major problem. Absolutely, and it's Harry. Weird that Absolutely. we're talking about our fullbacks improving us offensively, <laughs> but we're not convinced that they're going to, you know, improve us defensively. That just tells you all you need to know. This team is in complete disarray. It's dysfunctional. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on from week to week, and I've had enough of it. Sorry if you're watching with your family. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apologies. Joking. That's probably me yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only having a laugh. This one comes in from. Um... This one comes in from Chris. Good evening to you, sir. Um, did the defeat, but this is a really good question, and one I've lulled um, a lot. Did the defeat in Baku affect Unai Emery? Did he, you know, he must have gone, Lee, I'll come to you on this one. He must have gone back to that hotel room and said, fucking hell. That was a Europa League final, and I can't even, I can't even get these players to play football in the Europa League final. Do you think there's been any... I think what should we call what should we call it? Any effect from losing so badly in that final? I think it goes deeper than that. I think it goes down to the games before that in the league as well. You know the Crystal Palace game. I felt that in that first half in uh, Baku we played quite well, and then obviously his team tech team halftime team sort of confused them all, and they ended up getting stuffed. You know what I mean? That's how I look at it now. I just think that you know that was a a big black mark on his on his on his box, you know what I mean? And what, what it's done is put, un, what I think it has done, has put untold pressure on this season on him. And I don't think he's been able to cope with the pressure. You know, he, he actually knows that if he does not get into the top four this season, he's gone. And, you know, he had a, he had a chance last season to do it on two occasions in a month. And he blew both of them. And I think that, that, that ultimately with that, both scenarios, I think, has put too much pressure on him this season and he's just crumbled. I really do. I've been watching him now. He's just not the same manager. The decision, he made a lot of decisions last last season that were wrong, but he rectified them and got away with it. He's making the wrong decisions now, not rectifying them. And, yep. you know, um, 
he, he had players like Aaron Ramsey that got him out of trouble against Spurs when he came on that day and played excellently and scored and whatever. They got um, what, what what you know. Um, the worst thing that I can see is that, that, that people, because I haven't seen an improvement from this season to last season. Now, people keep going on about Brendan Rodgers in the chat and whatever like, I'm, I'm seeing now and all that. Like, what you've seen with Brendan Rodgers in six months is a massive improvement. Now, are they was they in Leicester in more disarray than Arsenal? I think that they were. And they haven't got the budget that Arsenal have got. And what I've seen is a team being coached, drilled, and really going for it. And, and, and not only that, an entertaining football team. And we're going there next away game. And, I, you know, good luck with that because we're coming back pointless from that as well. You know what I mean? That's what a year like Emery should be going on. He should be going on that show pointless because that's the only fucking time he's going to get any good out of it. <laughs> with all due respect, it, with all due respect to Unai Emery and for all due respect to every foreign manager in the world, do you not think, do you not, do you tree not think we need a British manager? Dan? No, I don't think he necessarily has to be a British manager. Um, I'd like someone who can <laughs> speak a bit better in interviews than Unai Emery. I must admit, I find him very, very hard to understand at times. Boring, I find uh, him boring, Dan. Mm, I think the players yeah. find him boring because I can't listen to him. No, good evening. Um, yeah, well, for I me, can't it's, understand it's, him. That's why I don't listen to him. And if I this can't is the problem. Him. This is the problem. Yeah. I kind of give the guy last season. I, I, I didn't. I, there was nothing last season that I unexpected. Uh, that was unexpected for me. It was realistic. I thought that Chelsea would win the Europa League. They did. I thought that we would probably finish fifth or sixth. We did. So I got away with that. This season, it needs to be Champions League or sacked for me. And then obviously, if it does get it, then we go in to try and get as far as we can to Liverpool and City. That's the way that the board have seen it. At the moment, I don't see anything that makes that fills me with confidence about Unai Emery as a manager going forward. And it's hard for me to say that because I was really behind him when he first came. I looked at what the style of play was. I actually thought that we scored some great goals when we were playing out from the back. I thought we had a great understanding with Lucas Torreira as a defensive midfielder. I thought that was a position that we had missed for a long time. I thought that he got the best out of some players and actually improved players like Iwobi, Bellerin before he got injured, Rob Holding, even Danny Welbeck before he got injured. And I thought, actually, this is refreshing. I like to see the, the way that he was uh, hooking and subbing players like Meza Ozil when they weren't doing what he was saying. He was ruthless with Granit Xhaka. And it seems to me like when Arsene Wenger had the first 10 years at Arsenal, he was quite refreshed and quite ruthless. Plus 30, you only get a year contract or leave the club. And in the next 10 years, he completely changed his philosophy and went to lightweight midfielders like Fabregas and Gazzola as opposed to Vieira and Gilberto. That was fine because that was over 20 years of as a football manager. Unai Emery has not even had two seasons and already he's starting to change philosophies. He's starting to change players. He's starting to put players out of position. So for me, I don't think it's about having a British manager. I think it's about having a manager who has an understanding of how to play attractive football that has an understanding of how to defend. And I don't believe that Unai Emery has an understanding of how to defend because I've not seen enough change from Arsene Wenger's style of football, particularly at the back. Um, hang on there now. I just want to get this out of there. No, I'm not being xenophobic. I'm just literally <laughs> saying, do we need a British manager? Because oh my God. an English manager uh, or a British manager might be a bit better for us than going for these foreign managers all the time from the continent, coming here with all their flashy styles of play and flashy tactics. Do we just need a British 
what four, British four, manager? Two, like? Lump it up the pitch, you know. Playing it's only well, it's only really. I'm not being racist or, or, or <laughs> any point like that. Just get that across there. It's only really know. Eddie Howe, isn't there? You know, he's the only British one I'd look at. Eddie Howe. All the others I wouldn't bother, if I'm honest. So, can I, can big I ask, fat Sam, fat Sam. Can no. I ask a question now? Right, <laughs> and it's been asked to me today. If you were to let Emery go tomorrow, who would you bring in? Uh, who's available a, now? Or? Well, who's available now after well, me saying... you can make him available or, or whatever. Realistically available or, who's, or not. If it was me, and I know I'm just going back on myself here now, saying, do we need a British manager? But if it was me, I'd probably bring in... If it was to the end of the season, I'd probably bring in Benitez or Jose Mourinho. Don't care what anyone says about Jose Mourinho. People but, saying, oh, look, look, he done at Man United. He went to a poison chalice job with a poison chalice surroundings. Um... I think Jose Mourinho would be a good take for us. Um, and I I totally believe that Jose Mourinho could get us playing attractive football. It's my opinion. The, the thing is, what Craig, what you said there about the British manager, it's not a completely invalid point like people are making out in the chat. Like It's like, look at it this way. Look at when Gary Neville went to Valencia. Now, you're telling me Gary Neville doesn't know his football. He does know his football. But he went to a country where he couldn't speak the language. The culture was completely different. And that contributed to him having such a terrible time there. So it's not a completely invalid point to want somebody who has an, an understanding of the English game. Personally, I think that the top managers, it doesn't matter where they're from, because I think that I would say that the top managers at this moment in time in the world, unfortunately, are not British. So... When you look out there, you know, if you're aiming for the very top, then I would go foreign because I think that there's are some great managers out there. I'd I be agree. knocking I'd be knocking on the likes of Allegri's door. Um yeah. I think with the Mourinho thing different knock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the Mourinho thing, I like he there's no doubt that if he did come in, he would steady the ship and he'd get you results of a certain level. I think we can all agree that Mourinho is, has got that about him. But I think with Arsenal, I think because of what Arsene Wenger's left behind him, and I know people always go back to the George Graham days and they say, you know, Arsenal weren't attractive back then. That's not our history. The last 20 odd years, we were a very, very attractive team to watch. And the whole direction that the club's gone in, I think whoever has the job now has the responsibility of entertaining the fans as well as getting the results. And I'm not saying that you have to score five or six every week, but overall, you have to be more entertaining than not. And to line up against teams like Sheffield United and be scared of them and to play teams like Bournemouth and struggle to create chances... That is, you know, that is unacceptable. You go to Old Trafford and you play things a little bit tight and you come away with a point, that, that's fine. But when you're playing the likes of Bournemouth, the likes of Sheffield United, there is a responsibility on whoever manages this football club to entertain the fans as well as get the required results. And I don't think that Emery has got both of those sides uh, to him. I think he's a, a pragmatic manager and in other leagues and other clubs that could work and you saw with Sevilla where the expectation wasn't very high that he did achieve things. Um, he went to PSG. People always go on about his PSG tenure. You're there for two seasons, mate. I expect you to win the league twice with that squad and with that resource. And he didn't. And, pe you know, so it wasn't an incredible tenure there. So I just think that when the club is too big, 
Unai Emery struggles. When the club's expectations are lower, Emery's tactics will probably get you punching above your weight. But that's not the case here. I think to answer Lee's question, I think the actual, like, the only thing I can see happening, if Emery is to go earlier than expected, whether it be in a couple of weeks or Christmas or whatever, I think Freddie will be given the job to the end of the season. And then we look at Allegri or even Rafa Benitez, Craig, like you say, somebody like that who's proven that can, has won trophies that can come in and give them a go at trying to sort us out defensively. Because that's the idea here, is we're fine going forward and always have been, but we can't defend. Yeah. Um, I'd even have to question that because we weren't good for going forward last night, were we? Um, I don't think we was anyway, Lee. No, I thought we was awful going forward last night. Uh, do you know what? I'm going back to that, I, like Benitez would be the one to come in and sort out our defensive side of it. But do you know what? I'd I, 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 I'd go for Brendan Rodgers now. I, I think that you know he's British, um, can talk talk the, the language. I think he's. He's done fantastically well at Liverpool. Gets a little bit of stick for that. Like he's managed a big club. He's doing fantastically well. Bit too orange for me. Like yeah, maybe, maybe. But that's what what I got. What about the lad from Ajax? Um, Yeah, Ajax. Ajax Cardin has been mentioned. You know, and and I'm just going to have to say about Mourinho. Two weeks ago, I would have gone no way do I want Mourinho at this football club. No way do I want it. I, I can't stand the bloke. I don't want him at my football club for all the reasons and all that like. But what I'm watching now, you know what I mean? I, I'm starting to say, like, you know, anything. You know, like, I'm desperate for, for for Arsenal to do well. And if it means Mourinho coming in, then I'm I'm going to I'm gonna say that as well now. I, I really do. I, 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 I'm, I, I just want Arsenal to, be, to just go down the right line. And, and, and we was all desperate for change. We was, and... You know, we all know that Arsene Wenger needed to go, but we also needed um, a new manager to come in and we was all desperate for Emery to do well. I, 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 you know, talking to the lads on the way home yesterday, today as, as well, we've all wanted him to do well, but we've all now come to... We all sat here on the train today saying, do you know what? Well, I'm des- we all desperately wanted it to work, but we now can see that it's never going to work. I think, I think last night he's lost a majority of the fan base. Um, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of like w- w- watching a game of lemons where the lemons were every week, there'd be more lemons falling over the cliff. Um, that had enough of him. And last night, the whole lot of them, um, uh, just went, the whole lot of us went over the cliff. I, I, I unfortunately think he's, t- you know, his time's up now, but saying that, Obviously, with the Arsene Wenger thing, we had a different board. We had a different backroom staff. Things have now changed. Do we think that Raul is now sitting at home drawing up a list of new managers uh, with the possibility of Unai Emery um, getting the sack? Harry? Well, let's see how big Raul's balls really are because he talks about ambition. The Cronkies talk about ambition. Well, you know, Raul didn't hire Emery. It's important to remember that. Um, so, you know, I don't see why he should have any loyalty to Emery. You know, Raul, for me, he gets a lot of credit and he deserves most of it. And I get, you know, the fact that if you're at Barcelona for as long as he was, you, you can't be a flip-flop executive. You you wouldn't last there. You wouldn't last a minute there. Because so, they're a club that, that, you know, they'll change managers even if you win trebles. So there's obviously a lot of pressure in the previous jobs he's had.
but I, I just get that impression at Arsenal Football Club that it's such a comfortable place to be. And that's for the manager, for the players, for the, the guys in the sort of executive positions that they don't feel under massive pressure. And we talk about a culture change at the club over this summer until we see Arsenal be ruthless. And by that, I mean, make a change when it's needed then I won't believe that anything has really changed. Because like Lee said earlier on, the transfer window overrated in some people's eyes, in, in my opinion, within the dress areas that still were major problems for us, didn't spend all that much money. But, you know, I want to see Raul now take the initiative. I don't want to see him wait and sit there and wait for it to get so bad that he has no choice. I want him to look at it, assess what Emery's done so far, because you've got a season and a bit now to, to judge him on. He's had, what, three transfer windows, two transfer windows? No, three. Three transfer windows. Is there an improvement? In my opinion, no. Show that you've got the balls, make the change, and get us heading in the right direction. It may take three or four managers before we find the correct man after Arsene Wenger. Don't be one of those clubs that sits there and lets the rut get worse and worse and worse. Because when we first dropped out of the Champions League, we could still attract players because people around Europe looked around and recognised that Arsenal were out of the Champions League temporarily because of the size of our club. But the longer this goes on, the longer we struggle to make a, a mark and get back in the Champions League, then the more it's difficult it's going to be to attract players, to attract sponsorship deals, and the whole club is going to go in the wrong direction. So make the change. Do it now. Get on with it. OK, now let's flip it round. Now, let, let me flip it round. Do can he change things, Lee? Can he? Mm. Yeah. I, know, I, could... I, I personally don't think that he can, Craig. But I've, I've just listened to what everybody's been saying. All that I, I think that if Arsenal are not in the top four come December, going into the January transfer window, they will make the change. You think if so? The board, like if him? the board have not, if, if the board have got anything about them. They will realise that by January, by by December, whether we're going to get into the top four or not. Now that then gives him now the chance to to, and I do believe that he deserves the chance to um to 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 to, to turn it around. I I, I don't I, I personally I I think that if it was me in, on the board now, I would say he's had enough time, and I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. But that you know, the heart ruling the head. I hope that he can that he can and, and and turn it around. I don't think that he will. But I honestly believe that if any of them people on the board uh, have got anything about them, they'd be thinking exactly what we're thinking here tonight and what every other fan is thinking. And I think because of Arsenal, are a class club. They they have values. They have that do things rightly, and that's why I think I'm I'm probably going to go against Jose Mourinho coming to the club because of all those things that Arsenal are that they will give him um, a few games to sort it out. But they that, but I think that say for instance they win their next four games, I think that it'll be all right. But if he loses the next four games, he's gone. They, they will make the break. Dan, do you think he's got? Do you think he's got the guile? Do you think he's got the guts to, you know, to to turn things around and 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 drop the players that he's been putting his faith in and bring someone else in, i.e., Chambers, Holding? Has he got the balls to bring back Mercer Ozil? You know, do you think he? Do you think he's got the balls to do that? 
Well, it's not just the recent results I'd say no to that question for. It's the recent tactics I've seen and the recent team selections that I'd say no. He clearly believes that Granit Xhaka is the best centre midfielder we got. He clearly believes that Socrates and Luis are our best centre-back pairing. He clearly believes, like Harry says, that Kalasinac deserves his place because he's been so good, apparently. What is he seeing that we are not then? Because... It's not just me here. We're all sitting here confused. Nobody has said, oh, I can see where he's going. You've got to give him credit for this. Nobody gets it. Everyone's confused. So my 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 thing is, if Edu, Raul, Vinay, whoever it is, get together and say, we've got till Christmas, and if we are not nowhere near top four or, or whatever our achievement should be this season, which I believe should be third, um, then I think we need to make the change. Now, it is frustrating for me um, to see names already but I do look at Leicester and I do look at Chelsea and if you say to me who's going to be in the top four I would be foolish not to put them two in the top four because they're playing better they look younger hungrier and for me have much more tactical knowledge which is crazy seeing as Frank Lampard's in charge of Chelsea already than we do at the moment there is a direction there there's an understanding uh, I know Man City have been poor at the back because they've had injuries but they we all know what Pep and Klopp are going to be doing when it comes to the Brendan Rodgers and Frank Lampard it looks like they have an understanding of and for me Tottenham in turmoil United in turmoil we're lucky, boys. We are lucky that those teams around us are so bad at the moment because it could be a whole lot worse for us, in my opinion. Only three name points just... above for Tottenham, though, Dan. You know what I mean? They're in turmoil. Three but points above them. So what does that say I mean. about us? You know? That's what I mean, Lee. That, that's what yeah. I'm saying, mate. Is, is that, and we're lucky. That, and that's what I'm saying. We're three points, and we're lucky because they should be, you know, that shouldn't be the case. We should be out of sight by now. The teams yeah. around us, we should be laughing at them. We should be saying, look how bad United are. Look how bad Spurs are. We're not because we are not far behind them. And that is poor when we have spent a lot of money in the summer. One more name I just wanted to put into the leaks, and I'll ask, I'll ask Harry, actually, because he's probably more football knowledge than me on this. But the Leipzig manager. I like the way they play. Do you know his name? Is it Nagelsmann or something? Nagelsmann. Yeah, he, he's Nagelsmann, some... yeah. He's someone that's constantly, in the past, he's always been sort of labelled as the guy that was eventually going to take over Bayern Munich. And he ever he went to Leipzig and I think a lot of people were surprised at that. Um, it's really difficult to say because I'll be honest, I don't watch much of the Bundesliga. You know, you hear the names and everything. Yeah. But what I will say, adding to what you, you were saying, I think the next couple of weeks are going to tell us really a lot about this Arsenal side. Because, you know, we're going to beat Vittoria at home on Thursday. Forget about that. Let's not even bring that into the equation. But after that, Crystal Palace at home on Sunday. Crystal Palace came there last year, got their tactics absolutely spot on. They've had a cracking start to the season again. They've got the ability to hurt us on the counter-attack. That is a, a fixture that is going to pose us some problems, I think. Then if it's Liverpool away in the Carabao Cup. Not confident going there. But then our next home game is Wolves, another team who have found their feet again and play in a very, um, you know, industrious way and are capable. Again, you saw what they've done at the Etihad. They can play on the break. They can be solid. They can spring attacks on you. These are two really, really dodgy home games for Unai Emery. And... You know, on paper, theoretically, we should be winning them. But I've got this feeling that we're going to struggle in these two games and we're going to learn a lot about his management uh, mm. over the next few weeks. I mean, it goes to show it all, really. It goes to say it all, really. I mean, here we are talking about worrying about playing Crystal Palace and Wolves. 
Well, it's funny, really, because my mate, my mate spoke to me earlier about it, and he said, against Sheffield United, Wolves, Palace, and Leicester, how many points do you think we'll get, right? This was, uh, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. And I said, really, realistically, I think we should get 10 points. What do I think we'll get? I said seven. I will be happy and over the moon if we have seven points after Palace, Wolves, and Leicester. And Leicester. Because we're not going to, trust me, we will not have seven points. And it'll be, do you know what? If we got out of that Sheffield United, Wolves, Palace and Leicester game, if someone says you're only going to get two points, Dan, I wouldn't sit there and go, oh, I'm shocked by that. I'd say, oh, really? That sounds about right at the moment, the way we're playing. Mm. Do, do you know what? It's, just a great, it's a great point, Dan. I can I can see us getting 10 points. I can see us getting, uh, you know, like 12 points. And I can see us getting no points. You just don't know what you're going to get. You know what I mean? That's that is the, that is the fact. I, I don't. I, I I honestly, you know, Leicester away. I can see us getting an absolute stuffing up there. I really do. Same I, I man, don't mate. think we. I don't think we'll be able to cope with them in midfield. With the with the midfield that we've got now. That let's be honest. Uh, and I didn't mean this disrespectfully to, to Sheffield United. Like they're championship players. Good credit to them. They're playing exceptionally well. They had. Uh, I think it was nine players or eight players from the championship last season played last night and they ran us ragged in midfield, yeah? What are the likes of Leicester going to do with that midfield? They will turn us all inside out. Their fullbacks will cause us all problems. Vardy will rip that Socrates and Louise apart. We will get stuffed at Leicester if he carries on playing that same team. Now, if he changes the team and plays Torreira in the midfield, holding role, and plays the full-backs, blah, 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 we could have a chance. But even if he does change it all around, we might not win that game because they're a very, very good side. But, you know, the home games, I, I also think that we could get exposed by their counter-attacking football. You know, our full-backs go, go bombing on and, and, the, and the two, Laura and Hardy at the back, we get caught out. You know, so I, I just think that we're in a lot of, there's a lot of, lot of the, Harry's right what he's saying there. These next two to three games, forget about the Liverpool game, that's a free hit. These next two or three games are going to show you everything about the manager. But I, in saying that, I said that it would show it what it was going to be like at Sheffield United and he failed. He failed the test. How many more tests is he going to fail? How many more are we going to allow? How many more tests are we going to let him to fail before you say, do you know what? You're not the man. And this is it now. Everyone's a test now. And, you know, he fa- I thought it was a, a massive test yesterday. Got the team completely wrong. The tactics completely wrong. How many more times are we going to say, yeah, you've got another free hit, uh, Emery? Just sticking with Leicester for a second, Lee. Do you think that Leicester's first eleven is much different to Arsenal's first eleven? Like, be honest in terms of player to player, because I look at some of their players and I think actually there's five or six players there that I probably think we'll put in the first team of Arsenal. And I'm not even exaggerating there. You know, I think they are. They they look to me. I, I think that they were, but come on, you know, this go back when they're met. See, this is the, this is what I'm saying about a manager. They had that Poyle as a manager there, like he was stifling these players, the same players. Let's get, let's get it right, apart from one or two, the same players, <laughs> they were being stifled. They was getting, you know, leaving out, I, I, I remember like, you know, leaving out Vardy, their best player against Tottenham at Wembley. And again, he's a dead man walking. These are the same things that Emery is doing. Yeah. They bring in a new manager, refresh it all up and look at them now. There, there's who the, who else managing Saliba now? Huh? <laughs> Puel's managing Saliba now. Well, there you go. You know, well, 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 you know, I'm not saying that he's a bad manager. Like, you know what I mean? But what I'm saying is 
that there's your answer. There was a manager stifling a football club by his tactics, by his mismanagement of top players because he kept leaving Vardy out. Wasn't That's getting the point. best out of Vardy. Yeah, right? All of a point. sudden, uh, Rogers comes in. I'm around Vardy. You're my main man. You're going to do that. He has not stopped scoring goals for the man. You know what I mean? They've got a midfield players coming. Yeah. You know, he's look at them. You know, there's a transformation of, of a football team by one thing, one thing only. Not by money, not by anything, by a manager. And it's the same. He's holding us back, boys. I'm telling you that now. The manager is holding us back, and we've got to release that and get someone in to take us forward. It's obvious. It, I can see it, and you know. It's there for all to see. It, it, it really is like that tonight. I, Like I said last night on Twitter, I, I'm speechless about the performance um, last night. Like I said, I think last night was the one where many people um, came down from sitting on the fence. Like I said, I, I, I've defended him here on here every week when people were saying that he had to go and I was saying, no, 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 not yet, not yet, not yet. But like I said, last night I've, I, 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 I fallen from the fence. Um, and I, I feel sorry for the guy. I, I do. I do feel sorry for the guy. It was a massive job. Um, that was, that has been given to him. I think he's been told, I personally think he's been told a load of bullshit um, from Ivan Gazidis. I feel sorry for the guy. Um, I feel sorry for the guy and the fact that everyone thinks that um, he's no good. Because he, he, you, you can't be, you can't just be a bad manager overnight. He won the Europa League three times on the, three times on the trot. Uh, yeah, PSG winning, winning winning lots of trophies with PSG and people are saying to me, oh, we had all the players. Okay, we had all the players, but he's still got to manage them. Um, he's come to Arsenal with quite a good reputation and everything is just falling down around him. Um, and I, I feel sorry for him a little bit, but I wonder, does he, I wonder, does he sit back? I wonder, is he, you know, does he lie in bed at night thinking to himself, oh, I don't know about this. No. Is it too big for me? Is this club too big for me? I think Harry knocks it on the head there where the club, I think the club is too big for him. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we can sit here and we can talk about replacements and, and this, that and the other. But I believe Lee is right. Lee is dead right. We need a refresh. It's like when you play FIFA Ultimate Team and you sell all your players and you think, right, I've got 100,000 coins to spend. I'm going to bring in some new players and, and, and switch up a bit. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm just, I have to admit, I'm just so unbothered by Arsenal at the moment. So unbothered. I'm unbothered by the Premier League team. I'm not, I'm actually excited to watch the Cup uh, kids and the Europa League more. I'm looking forward to Thursday. I'm not looking forward to Sunday. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to be. It's, it's hard for me to host it tonight. It's hard for me because I don't really know. I don't really know what's the right things. What the right thing to say is, or the or the work. You know, uh, the bad things to say. Am I saying the right things? I just. I'm just. I'm just really, really. Down about it all, really. I. 
I just don't know where we go from here. Um, I hate international football, but I said to you off air, Craig, I was actually less, yeah, less stressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know? I think as a football fan, right, what, what your club always give, what, what you always want from your club, you, you, you can't guarantee success, you can't guarantee, but what you want is a bit of hope going forward. And I don't see that under this manager. You, it's nothing about uh, where where we're going to be. You know, I, I want us to get into the top four. Is it a disaster if we don't get in the top four? Who knows? You know what I mean? Like, who knows? You know what I mean? Like, the Champions League is not as, as cracked up to it to be. It's it's where all the big boys are and you want to be a part of that. And you also want to try and attract better players. But at this moment in time, you know, you go in... To the, into the you know like the bars at half time and that and everybody whether it be home or away now and everybody is just going I just can't understand what's going on you know I'm only here for the crack I'll tell you what I see yesterday which really disappointed me I don't know if you noticed it Harry is that we just lost 1-0 and the people are coming out laughing and joking having a you know it's like it don't, it don't mean that much to them no more but, but, and I don't think that in a bad way I just think that they're getting used to what they're seeing they're getting used to defeats. You yeah, know? you're right. You're right. There was, there was a bit of that. I, I was a bit surprised at some of our supporters last night. Without, I don't want to sit there and slag off supporters because we know we've done it. It's a horrible journey. It's a long journey. A lot of people couldn't come back the same night because of the transport and all that. But there was, there was this weird attitude in our crowd that you're right. I, I, there was definitely something there. Yeah, you know, you know, it's like people go, oh. You feel sorry for the Emery and you feel so, you know, like it, the, this, the, this, the travelling fan yesterday, right, has to go up there through the battling of the traffic, have half a day off work, battling all the way up there, right? Either, you know, the trains, the, the last train is 10 to 10 are coming out there. So you've got to stay up there if you've got a train, yeah? And, you, and, that, what, and then what you expect, right, is you don't expect to win every game, but what you expect is the your team to put in a performance of hard work and giving it their all and not surrendering. And what I see yesterday was players not bothered, not really going through, going through the motions is the word, like, you know what I mean? That, that, uh, those fans going up there yesterday don't deserve that. Don't deserve that. They expect it, you know, not, that they, you know, I look at them players there, not one of those players would get into Arsenal's team and, you know, would love to play for a club like Arsenal. Right, but they're giving their all. They're giving, they're putting their body on the line, hundred percent for Sheffield United. And I look at players at Arsenal that are not, and that are not doing it. You know, and then some of those players that are in that red and white shirt, oh my God, are so lucky because they don't, don't deserve to ever be playing in that red and white shirt. Yeah. I have to agree, and I think the worrying thing for me is the players coming back, like Holding, Better, and Tierney. I just hope they get in the team because these. Players do not deserve to be playing week in, week out. And I said before about Granit Xhaka and Mustafi and the reasons that I hate them because I'm not a fan of players. I can't stick up for people who make the same mistakes week in, week out. And now I'm starting to see Unai Emery make the same mistakes week in, week out. So that is my... I will always back up why I'm not a fan of someone. And at the moment, Unai Emery is, uh, yeah, is, is in trouble, in my opinion. I'm going to have to leave it there, lads. Yeah. I've got to... Uh get back to the family and stuff. It's, it's nearly bedtime in my household. Spurs uh, winning 2-0 and Oiskio. It's a great week, isn't it? Oh, well, I'm not really bothered about them, to be honest. They, they should be winning 2-0 against that, against a load of 
Russian. Who are they playing? Red Star, is it Belgrade or yeah, something? I think we played, is that the same we played last year, wasn't it? And well, they should be. They should be beating them, shouldn't they? They're all yeah. post. Um, you know, this this. It would have been funny if they lost, but yeah, um, yeah. So so it's a bit of a downbeat one tonight. Um, a bit of a ranty one. You know, we don't normally do things like that, but at the end of the day, we're all watching our club. Kind of, I don't know. Are we falling? Are we falling more away um, than we thought we were? Uh, are we not? We're not in. A, we're not in such a good place. Uh, than we thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not you know, we're not as good as we think we are. Um, you know, I mean, if you're, if we sit at the start of the season, I mean, when we first done the first podcast, the start of the season, we were saying that, you know, top four, top four. Yeah, there's no reason why you can't get in the top four. Um, and like Dan said about United being poor and and Spurs being poor, what a chance. We just don't seem like we can ever, ever, ever capitalise um, on on things going bad around us. Um, I don't know. Is will a new manager change? You know, will a new man? Would a new would a new manager change it up? Who knows? Um, it's something we're going to have to sit back and wait for. I think. Um, we're no Sunday night, Craig. We're no Sunday night. If it, yeah, I mean, look, if he. <sighs> I mean, it's got to be the final now, surely, if we don't get a result on Sunday. Would, would you agree, Harry? Yeah, I, I don't think it will be, though. I think that, um, uh, as much as I hate to say it, I think he's going to get to the end of the season. I think it's got to get really, really bad for them to actually pull the trigger. Yeah. But because we've got the likes of Aubameyang and we've got Lacazette, I think that we will be able to maintain a certain level that to us as fans isn't good enough, but in the board's eyes, in my opinion, it will prevent them actually pulling the trigger. So I'm not hopeful that it will get done anytime soon. Okay, Lee, Crystal Palace. If you don't get a result, you know you, you've got. Well, to... I, 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 listen. I, if if they don't get the result against Crystal Palace, and um, they perform like they have done over the last if, uh, against like they did against Bournemouth from yesterday, it'd be very very hostile after that game. Mm, uh, the, fan, the fans will turn majorly after that. If he gets the performance and the result, then I think that it gives him time. But I think if he gets the performance and doesn't get the result, I think that he's he's in a lot of trouble. He's put himself in this position, boys. He's put himself in it. And, this is, and, and, and listen, if he does, if it does go tits up, right? This is going to be a lot, lot. That ground is going to be a lot worse than when we when 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 people like me and wanted Wenger to go. The There's Wenger, no loyalty to this man, Craig. No, the, exactly. The, 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 there was the thing with Wenger was 50 50. Yeah, you know, he had, he had, people, he had, people say it was, oh, no, it weren't, it was 20 80, whatever. But when the whole fan base the wants him to go, when the whole fan base is on his back, you know, Dan, he's in trouble. Well, listen, we just talked about the inter well, I just talked about the international break and how it was less stressful for me. There's another international break, believe it or not, in about three weeks' time. And I don't believe that Unai Emery will be the Arsenal manager after that international break if we lose against Palace, Wolves and Leicester. That's my opinion. Yeah, totally agree. Thank you all for being with us this evening. Um, great to be back. Uh, peaked over 400 of you watching us live. Thank you very much. And, you know, to get 400 people watching us live in Champions League night, son. 
Um, that's pretty good, I think. Uh, my thanks to Dan. Thank you, mate. Cheers, Craig. Top man. Cheers, boys. My thanks to Harry. Thank you very much. Oh, and by the way, um, a big congratulations to Harry, who has, I don't know if you saw his tweet, uh, has got the job reporting um, reporting for Arsenal. You're going to have to remind me the company again. Sorry, mate. The, 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 it's, uh, Snack Media. Snack Media. Snack Media. That's it. Yeah. Harry is the Arsenal correspondent for Snack Media, uh, reporting on all the Arsenal games. New job for you, mate. So congratulations. Thank well you done, very much, Harry. guys. Well Thank you. Well done, Harry. Well deserved, mate. Yeah, no, better Cheers, man for the job. no better man for the job. Um, and of course, uh, thanks to my uh, Nike, to my Ma Air Max, my <laughs> Laurel, to my Hardy, my Brexit to Europe, uh, lead judges. Oh, thanks, thanks I'll enjoy that. Enjoy that tonight. I know it ain't a great one, boys, but you know, you yeah, can look, only. It's not going to be good for time. If, uh, dished, if Arsenal dished up a bit of dinner, we'd have ate it, wouldn't we? You know what I mean? Similar to that. Yeah, we, yeah, true. Very true. Um, yeah, thanks very much, everyone. Thanks for seeing. And we'll see you next week. Uh, until we do, try and keep positive and uh, up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.